0: Welcome back. We're talking right now about the strange case of the missing body. On the Sunday morning when the folks got to the tomb and they looked in the tomb, there was no body. What happened to the missing body of Christ is the big question. Now, there are three possibilities. We're going to talk about them. Number one, the idea that the disciples came at night time and stole the body away. That was the story that was put around by the Jewish authorities. But could you really believe this? Could you imagine 11 dispirited men and a few women storming the tomb, overpowering the Roman guard, and rolling back the stone and stealing the body of Christ? It's too fantastic, too stupid to be believed. Now, there's another possibility, another two possibilities. The Jewish leaders came and got the body of Christ. Now, my friend, the Jewish leaders, not the people, but the Jewish hierarchy were totally opposed to Jesus Christ, who was a Jew, and opposed to his mission. Now, if they had the body of Christ, it was one sure way to overthrow the truth of the resurrection and the mission of the Christian church, do you know what it would be? Produce the body of Jesus, the dead body. There's nothing like a dead body that will overthrow the doctrine of the resurrection, nothing like that. Of course, the Jews didn't get the body. Other people say in their desperation, well, the Roman soldiers got the body of Jesus and they spirited the body away. I don't believe this because the Romans wanted to put down Christianity and the idea about Jesus being the Messiah, they wanted to put this idea down as much as the Jewish authorities. And if they had the body of Jesus, they would have produced the body and they would have said, here is the body of your so-called living Messiah. Well, of course, none of those arguments will hold a drop of water. What happened to the body of Jesus? Well, the body was missing, quite simply, because the body had been raised from the dead. (laughs) There was no body in the tomb. The body was missing because the body had been raised, had been seen by the disciples, and later went home to glory. Now, this is the basis of our faith, not our feelings, but the facts of history. And this conviction conquered the Roman Empire. Can you believe it? One of the greatest empires in the history of the world. And this belief in the resurrection of Christ conquered the Roman Empire. It was stronger than any force in the world. It conquered because it was based on truth. Listen. The great hope and the expectation of the New Testament is the literal return of Christ to raise the dead, not death or the immortality of the soul. Now, I know this is somewhat a contentious issue in some quarters, but the hope of the Christian church, my friends, is not in death. The hope of the Christian church is in the coming of Christ and the resurrection of the saints. This is the teaching of the Word of God. I want you to take your Bibles down, come over here to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 and 28, dear hearts and gentle people. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 and uh, 28. Here we go. Hebrews chapter 9, 27 and 28. The text says, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. There is a judgment day, and every person is going to meet God face to face. There is a judgment day. Verse 28 says, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for... Salvation. Now, the Bible teaches that there is one great event in the history of the universe to which everything is marching. And the Bible teaches that the greatest event is still to come, and that is the personal return of the resurrected Christ to raise the dead. The hope of the church is not found in the doctrine of the immortality of the soul. The hope of the church is found in the coming of Christ and the resurrection of the dead, and nothing can stop it. And it seems to this pilgrim that world events are crying out for divine intervention. It seems to this pilgrim that the great events that are taking place in the world today our crying out for the coming of Christ. Let me talk about a number of the great events. Global climate change. I know this is a contentious subject. I know that there are mixed opinions and we're not here today to be contentious. I think the evidence is in that the earth is heating up. The evidence is in that the continent of Australia that I know very well has gone up about three degrees Fahrenheit, about one and a half degrees Celsius. I may not agree with the methodologies that are being used by the politicians to correct the problem. I don't believe that Mr. Musk is the new Messiah and the electric motor car is going to save planet Earth. I do not believe this, but I believe the evidence points to the fact that the Earth is running a fever. Would you come over here with me to this amazing text in Revelation chapter 11 and verse 18. This is an amazing text. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 18. My friend, please notice it. The nations were angry. They certainly are. The nations were angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. The Bible teaches that human beings will be destroying the earth when Jesus comes. I was in Australia some time back. I go frequently, lived here in California for more than 35 years. Got a place in Australia. Few years ago, the great fires came to Australia, the worst in the history, they think, of the continent. The fires were so tremendous, so overwhelming that in some places in the middle of the day you could not see the sun. In one place in New South Wales on the beach, the fires came down upon this town. The town went into blackness. They had to try to get torches and flashlights and everything else to try try to find their way out of the place. The parents carrying their babies and their children ran down to the beach. The, The Navy came, took them off the beach. The parents took their families into the surf, putting their lives at risk because behind there was hell. Some person said to me, well, of course, global warming didn't start those fires. Lightning started the fires. <laughs> I said, can't we hold two truths at the same time? We know lightning started the fires. But the bush And the eucalyptus trees were so desperately dry. There was no moisture. And when the lightning came, these dry storms, the continent caught on fire. And then the next year, there were some of the worst floods in the history of Australia. Whole towns swallowed up so that you could only see their chimneys. I think the earth is protesting and the earth is running a fever. And what's happening in the world today is a cry, even so, come Lord Jesus. The world, my brothers and my sisters, is balanced on a knife edge of nuclear destruction. I don't need to prove this to you, but it seems to me we are so mesmerized by the things of this world and the trivia and the nonsense that we're sleepwalking to death. I know Russia. I know Korea. I know China. I've been to these places. I know Ukraine better than I know my own country, better than I I know California. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, The Atomic Scientists, it was started after the dropping of the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in Japan. They put out a, a picture of the atomic clock periodically. The atomic clock now has been placed, the hands of the atomic clock now are pointing at 90 seconds to midnight. You don't want to take it from a preacher? You don't want to take it from the Bible? Then take it from the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. You think of these countries, North Korea. Think of Russia. Think of China. Charles Stanley is one of my favorite preachers when I can catch him on occasions. I heard him preach a sermon in which he said, We should not have won the Second World War because we weren't strong enough to stand up at that time against the Nazis. That's what he said. But he said, God put his hand over America and God protected America. He said we were saved by the providential care of God, but he said the hand is being removed. Don't count on it the next time, America. The hands of the clock... I saw something else too yesterday. It's a picture published by one of the great news media outlets in America and it shows a picture of New York City, the Big Apple, taken in 1955 at Easter time and the buildings are ablaze with the cross of Christ. Empire State Building, all the great buildings, they've got the cross of Christ hundreds of feet high because. In those days, Americans believed in the cross of Christ and they believed in the Bible. But there's been a lot of water under the bridge and most Americans today no longer believe in Christ. The message of the prophets is, come Lord Jesus. This is something that's a bit controversial, but I really don't care. We see today the collapse of civilization, the destruction of the home, and the glorification of Sodom and Gomorrah. I've been to places you haven't been to. I've been to the remains of the civilization of Sodom and Gomorrah. Beverly came with me. And we saw there the layers two meters deep, six feet deep of the, the ash that goes back 4,000 years back to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah and we picked out little pieces of human bone. You don't believe in Sodom? It's going to happen again. Now, I'm one of the golden oldies. (laughs) I'm going to read to you from Paul Simon. And in the naked light I saw... 10,000 people, maybe more. People talking without speaking. People hearing without listening. People writing songs that voices never share. No one dare disturb the sound of silence. You know the song? hmm And the people bowed and prayed to a neon god they made. That's where America is at. And the sign fleshed out its warning in the words that it was forming. And the sign said, the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls and tenement halls and whispered in the sounds of silence. When are we going to wake up? What is the message of the prophets? Christ is coming. And when he comes, he's going to raise the dead. Some to the resurrection of life and some to the resurrection of damnation. The idea that everybody is going to be saved is a heresy and a lie. John chapter 5 and verse 25, it is taught by false prophets. John chapter 5, Verse 25, dear hearts, most assuredly I say to you the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Christ is going to come back. He's going to call the dead out of their graves. If you die today without Christ, you're going to wake up in the resurrection of damnation. So I don't want to hear this stuff. I hear people say every, all the time on American television, everybody's going to be saved. I heard some years back a president of the United States speaking about a man who'd been murdered. He said it's great for him. He's looking down from heaven now and he's rejoicing in how great our, our economy is. And people all say, yeah, it's great. Goodness me. We have become an illiterate people. The voice of the prophets, the words of the prophets. look at John 5:28:29, written on the subway walls and tenement halls. And I would say written over the White House and Capitol Hill and in the Senate and in the Congress. Look at verse 28, 29, do not marvel at this for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. So there's coming a great getting up morning. Hear what I'm saying? Christ is going to come back because Christ is alive. Christ is the Son of God. He's going to come back in power and in great glory. And he's going to deal with Sodom and Gomorrah. He already has once by burning it up. He's going to do it again. But Jesus also gave us a message to cheer these hearts of ours. John fourteen one to 3. You know it, I know it all by heart, does me good. Let not your hearts be troubled, don't worry about the cares of this life. You believe in God, believe also in me, in my Father's house the many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also for the child of God the future has never been better because God's people, the people who trust in Jesus and who turn from sin and who are not brainwashed by the media that seems to be working for Sodom and Gomorrah. The poison has gone out all around the world. But God's going to have a people And God will give them immortality, eternal youth. I'm looking forward to that. Peace and joy and love and purpose and destiny and eternal vigor. I will never get tied again. He's going to give us a new beautiful world. And let me tell you this and don't forget it. You can't save this planet the works, maybe some good works, of all the greenies. Everybody else, you're not going to save this planet. I believe in fresh water, fresh air, who doesn't? But after you've done everything else, and after we've had a billion electric cars, they can easily run you over because you don't hear them coming. <laughs> after you've had all those things, the message is this, you can't save this planet because God's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Would you notice it? Revelation 21. So I'm not setting too much store on this planet and if your whole life is tied up with this planet, then my friend, you're going to make a mess of things and maybe you're going to wake up in the wrong resurrection. Revelation 21 verse 1. Then I saw, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. That's this one. There was no more sea. Come down to verse 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. This will be beyond our wildest hopes and greatest expectations. No cancer, no pain, no funerals, no violence, no gangs, no smash and grabs, no drugs, no tears, no crooked politicians <laughs> for the saints of God, the old goes, and the new comes. Now, I love California, my Australian friends say, what do you why do you like America?" Well, I like America, I like the American people. I've got so many buddies, and they been such a blessing they've stood by me in the preaching of the gospel around the world i owe to them a debt of gratitude i love california especially up near yosemite must be the most beautiful place in this world never been there you ought to go up next to yosemite there was a town or a little city called paradise then there came came the campfire, the biggest disaster uh, in the world that year when it happened, in 2018. There was a line of cars trying to get out. I had a friend in one of those cars. Her hands were being burned, holding onto the steering wheel. As they moved along, the trees were blazing. The firemen were doing fantastic job, but how can you fight that? You can't fight a fire that's like that. And there was a young mother running down the road and she was carrying a little baby, had no shoes on. A fire wagon stopped and they dragged her in. In paradise, paradise. 18,000 buildings got burnt down. Glory be to God, the death rate was not as high as it could have been. It could have been 50,000. It was hell, but still 86 died. I want to tell you this. Listen up. There's no paradise in California. There's no paradise in America. There's no paradise in Australia. There's no paradise... In Europe, our paradise is still to come. And I'd like to do something. I'd like to have a prayer with you. Would, you. would you pray with me? Oh, my Father, we thank you today for the promises of God. We thank you that Christ went through hell to spare us. We thank you that he went to the cross and tasted what we deserve to taste, that we might have forgiveness of sins, new hearts, and a place in the kingdom. Dear Lord, may this message delivered so inadequately touch the hearts of those who are watching now Today, we believe by faith in the evidence in Jesus. We accept him as our Savior. And we look forward to the day when we will see him in the kingdom. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
1: Pastor John Carter has taken us around the world to broaden our knowledge of the Bible. From remote places, he has brought us new insights into the scriptures. Now he is bringing these teachings closer to home, your home. He is asking you, followers of the Carter Report, to share any questions you may have about scripture, religion, and the challenges you face in your everyday life. First, record your questions on your cell phone. Then send these by email to question2carter at gmail.com. Watch for your recorded question and hear the answer from Pastor Carter. Jesus is the answer And we welcome your questions. You can now find the Carter Report anywhere, anytime, on any Android or Apple device. Use your cell phone, tablet, computer, or TV to access the many inspirational messages from Pastor Carter 24 7. For Apple users, go to the App Store. For Android users, go to Google Play and download the free Carter Report app. The Carter Report also has an official YouTube and Vimeo channel. Search for the Carter Report and find the topic that speaks to you. Roku users, simply search for the Carter Report and download the app free. The same on Amazon Fire. For Apple TV, Visit the App Store and download the app. Reach out to the Carter Report and experience the hope, faith, and love of Jesus Christ. Thank you, dear Pastor John, for your 30-plus years of ministry in Russia and for your ever support of 3ABN Russia workers.
0: God bless you from Russia with love! Thank you,
1: thank you. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or, in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.